0: Welcome to the Victory Center's podcast, where we here at Victory Center uh, believe that God wants us to have a victorious life. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you're blessed by the word. God bless you. I feel that God is doing something amazing uh, within us, within the body of Christ, and I'm so excited to be a part of it. I'm so humbled um, to have you guys here, to be here, and to know that God is with us. Um, this morning, this morning message is one of power and encouragement. Um, so sit back, buckle your seatbelts. Let's get into the word of God. If you have your Bible with you, either on the phone or if you have it with you, pull it out because I decided I'm not going to put the scriptures on the screen so we can read them. Um, and if you don't have a Bible, we will get you one. Believe that having the word of God, the written word of God um, is is very important and vital uh, to our walk. So this morning we're in Matthew chapter 25 and verse 14. Matthew 25 verse 14. Got that, Bella? Ooh. 25 and 14, and when you have it, please say amen. Amen. Amen, amen. and the amen's heaven. <laughs> this is the parable of the bags of gold. I grew up in a Southern Baptist church, and um, I know this as the parable of the talents. And at verse 14, it reads as follows in the NIV. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and and entrusted them with his wealth to one. He gave five bags of gold to another two bags and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put the five bags of gold. Oh, sorry. Then he went on his journey and the man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned to settle the accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five master. He said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. You have been faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came master. He said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid. And I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, why should you have put my money on deposit with bankers? so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has, will be given more and they will have abundance and whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and thrown and throw the worthless servant outside in the darkness where there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. Amen to God's reading of his word this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask today, God, that you speak to us, God. Give us something that we need, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, speak to our hearts, our situations, our lives, God. Today, God, give us a word that renews us, strengthens us, encourages us, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, today I pray that you sit me down and you Stand up, Heavenly Fathers. Give us the ears to hear what you are saying today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This morning, I wanna talk to you on the subject. Live victory. Live victory. We just read out of Matthew 25, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, this is week number four? And every title has had some type of victory in it. Well, I honestly believe God wants us to have victory in every position, in every place of our life. I don't think God wants us to be suffering or lacking for anything. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I lack for nothing. Another translation says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I honestly believe God doesn't want us to lack or want for anything, but sometimes it just doesn't happen like that. We live this life and we often find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people. We walk through this life and, and instead of celebrating other people's successes, sometimes it makes us look at ourselves and say, why not me? We look at what other people have and, and, and we start contemplating. Why don't I have that? I believe it's the honest trick of the enemy that works so well to play with our minds, because if the enemy can take our mind, he doesn't need to take your strength or your health. He doesn't need to take your motivation. Cause if he can take your mind, he can have it all. He can really control you today. Live victory. We find in verse 15 today that Jesus is telling a parable about a master and his three servants and and the master is going away and he decides to entrust his servants with his wealth. This story sounds really, really, really familiar to Jesus because Our master, Jesus, he also left this earth and he went away, but he didn't leave us empty. He entrusted us. He entrusted us with the message of the gospel. He entrusted us with the powerful word of salvation. He entrusted us to be able to go into the end of the earth and change lives through his power. He trusted us. You see these these servants the master gave each of them different things it's all different one got five one got two one got one when I was a little kid I was like why didn't everybody just get five or why didn't everybody just get one why did everybody just get two as I've grown in God I've I've understood that God gives us stuff according to our ability it's what the Bible says He gives us what we can handle at that particular moment in our lives. And it's funny how we live in a world that is based on what I don't have or what I do have. You can look on Facebook or Instagram and, and you see all this stuff about what I have. It's always where I am or what I'm taking pictures of or, or, or exactly what kind of clothes I got. It's, it's, it's so, it's so, concentrated on, on me. It's a show. And not that it's all bad, but it's all bad when we start to chase what other people have. You see, I'm sure that one servant that got one, he, he, he probably was a little bit upset because he, he, he knew the other guy got five and he got two and I just have one. Many times in my own life, I've sat back and watched other people, get promotions or get blessings or have successful um, situations in their life. And I'm like, well, well what about me? Or, or watch somebody else get a new house or watch somebody else move to a different place. Or I'm going to go live in Europe. And you're asking yourself, well, uh, that, that, that kind of stuff never happens to me. Well, I believe God gives us according to our ability. So the question today is, what is it that God has given you? What is it that you have that God has given you? I think sometimes we overlook what we have for what we want to have. And the funny thing about having something is you always want something else. You can be completely full, content, need nothing, but go in the store and find something to buy. You can have everything your heart desire refrigerator, full of food and still go in the grocery store and come home with bags of food. We're always seeking for more. Verse 16 talks about what the servant with five talents did. He went out and he began to work the bags of gold. He took the gold and immediately the Bible says he began to work and he doubled what he had. He took five and came back with 10. The guy with two took his two went out, came back with four, but the guy with one, he only had one. He took it and he hit it because he was afraid he was going to lose it. How many of us live our lives afraid that we're going to lose what God has given us. We're afraid that we're not going to be able to survive. If we don't hold on to what I got, my bank account has to be at a certain level. Um, I have to work a certain job. I, I gotta have these things or I I just, I just ain't gonna make it. The Bible even says he was afraid because he knew the master was a hard man. I'll tell you something today. We live in a hard world. We live in a world where if your credit score is in a certain number, you live a certain type of life. We we live in a world where if your education level is only at a single digit number, you're going to have a really tough life in this world. We, We live in a world where it's about the haves and the have nots. It's not so much about the color of your skin. It's about, The color of what's in your pocket. Is it green? Is it plastic or is it empty? We we, we live in a world where you got to have substance to survive. And some of us are looking at ourselves and we we may only see one talent in our lives. and, And we're trying to just protect it, because if I lose this, this is a hard world to live in. Well, God told me to tell you today that life is simply a gift. God's gift to you is life. And life is a noun. And one of its definitions is period of existence. God gave you the greatest gift when he gave you life sin. A period of existence. He gave it to you, it's his gift to you. And we're so used to having life that I think we take it for granted. We, we worry about what, what we have, how we can get more, how we look, what's going on. But God's given you the amazing gift of being here. When there are many people who had plans for today, they didn't live to today. Many people who wanted to go for a walk today and they're in a hospital. Many people today who really Don't have life, salvation, freedom in God. His gift to you is life. Your gift to God is how you live it. The true question today is how you live in? How do you live? You see, live is a verb. Very close to life. And sometimes we interswine, interswap the two. But life is a noun. It's something that God has given us. But live is a verb. One of his definitions is to direct or regulate one's life, to experience or enjoy life to the full. How you live in God gave you the gift. What you're doing with the gift is your gift to God he saved you he raised you he's transformed you he's forgiven you and he gave you life so how are you living what he's given to you how are you working the bags of gold that god is giving you to gift god to be honest most of us and even me at times have just kind of crawled through life just barely passing by, barely making it through just from day to day, just hanging in there. I don't consider life a gift. I consider life something to survive. I consider life something to make through. I consider life just a journey. I'm not really living it. I'm not verbing it. I'm, 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 I'm making my live now and I'm just existing, not really making a difference, not really changing anything. I am just, here. It's how depression sets in when we forget that God's gift to us is life and our gift to him is how we live it. I got a great example I like to use. When you go for a walk, a walk is something that we do every day. We walk without even thinking about it. We just get up, walk you can even sleepwalk you don't even have to be conscious to walk walking is something that is it's just you don't have to have a destination you 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 can take stuff with you you can just be thinking about anything you don't even have to have a purpose to be walking walking is easy it's something that if you have two legs health and strength and coordination comes to us naturally there's many people out there who walking is difficult but I'm talking about the people who every day we, we just walk. And some of us treat our lives like a walk. We're just going. Don't know where we're going. Got no destination. Just carrying on. As usual, walking doesn't really take a whole lot of thought or effort. Walking is just, mm, I'm here. I want to go there. I'm, I need to go. I need somebody to refrigerate. It's just... It's just what we do. Some of us, we live because it's just what we do. It's just what we do. What are you doing? Four hours on social media. It's just what I do. It's just no purpose. Just that's what I'm doing. It's entertainment. Why are you doing this? It entertains me. It's what I do. It's no purpose behind it. And I'm not telling you that all entertainment's bad. I'm just telling you that when you overindulge in something, you're just walking through life. Wasting time, Biden time. I believe that in order for us to live victory, got to run. You got to run. You see the difference between the person who's walking and the person who's running is the fact that running takes effort. I ain't never heard of nobody sleep running. Hey, <laughs> I ain't never caught nobody just 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 running just and asleep if you're running your heart's beating faster if you're running you, you, your blood pressure is high if you're running your body is compensating for what you're doing you're burning calories you are leaning into the wind if you're running it's requiring you to be intentional about what you're doing runners just don't you know, you know you, you, you can, but you won't run long. In order to run, you must be prepared to run. See, you can walk in pretty much anything. You can walk in nice shoes, heels. You can try running in, in, in just anything. You won't last long. So in order to run, you have to be intentional. That means you gotta dress for the run. Most of the times you need to plan to run. You gotta have the right shoes for the run and the right mindset for the run if you're running. Running is something that's intentional and I honestly believe that God desires that we have the right intention, the way we live our life. Are we living our lives intentionally or are we just going through the motions? Today, I just, I just want to, I want to ask you, where are you? Are you walking? Are you running? True question is. Are you running your life or is life walking you? It's one that I I took a look at and I was like, well, God, why would you give me a phrase like that? He's like, because if you're running the life I've given you, you've taken the gift and everything I've given you in it and you've took control of it. And you're using it. For my glory. And, and if you're walking, if, if life is walking you just like we walk a dog. Life can put you on a leash and take you where it wants to go. You see, there's some big dogs out there and they think they're taking their owner where they want to go. Even if you're a big dog and you're bigger than your owner at the end of the day, you're still going where the owner wants you to go. And, and for some of us, and for a lot of people out there, life is just walking us in the direction that it wants to go. You're not running life, life is walking you. And God says, I've given you your life, it's yours. It's my gift to you. Why are you letting life walk you? Why are you not running your life? Live victory live it but it requires effort a little bit of sweat requires it requires you to get out and plan to put the right shoes on to be intentional about what you do that's what god wants for you you see it's easy no sweat no problem no problem walking down walking burns calories but not much You can walk almost at any pace, you can run at almost any pace, but any pace you run at is faster than any pace you walk at. You see, it's easy to just survive and go through life and just say, hey, I'm good. But what gift will you offer God at the balance of your life When, when, when it's all said and done, what will they say you did? What will they say you accomplished with the gift that God gave you? I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm out of shape. <laughs> I am too a little bit. I'm out of shape because I don't consistently run as hard as I should. I run every now and then, but I don't run, every, I don't run as consistently as I should. And i want to run harder for god i want to live victory every single day but it's tough and sometimes we we get sidetracked and things happen and you know when things continue to happen and we continue to look at what everybody else has and (gasps) we continue to throw ourselves a pity party you know what we do we take the talent god gave us we dig a hole we put the talent in there cover it up and says that's safe This world is scary. I'm not putting myself out there. I'm not using my gift. I'm not gonna stand in front of people and use my gift. I'm not gonna write a book. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write a screenplay. I'm not gonna quit this job for something else. That's scary. That's too much. Wait a minute. God, Jesus died on the cross for you. He hung there, bled and died so you can have life. But the next time you think that that's too scary, think about being nailed to a cross and suffocating. Think about the stripes that he bore on his back for you. They beat him with a whip and we still want to walk. That's enough to make me want to run. That's enough to make me say, Hey, you know what? I surrender God. I'm in it to win it. Where's your life going? I know. Sounds really good, but I don't have what I need to live the life of victory. I don't have what I need to do what God told me to do. I don't have it. I need this. I need that. Uh, We have all the excuses. I even had an excuse even before we launched Victory Center. I said, well, God, I don't have a location. I don't have this, God. I don't have this. And God reminded me, I've given you everything you need giving you everything and what you don't have, it's not in your ability yet. See, sometimes we're the one with two and we're looking at the guy with five. And while we're sitting back complaining, getting depressed, sad, why I didn't get promoted, sad, why this happened to me? Oh my God, I scraped my knee. I'm hurt. Why am I sick? Why am I not healed? We sit back and what we can do while we are throwing a pity party, what you can't do is run. You can walk, you can walk and be sad, but it's, it's really hard to run and be sad. <laughs> and if you're running and you get sad, you're probably gonna stop and sulk a little bit and complain and while we're complaining and gossiping and doing everything but focusing on God, we can't do that. It's impossible. While we're looking at other people and, and, and it's funny how the world, how social media has gotten so big and a lot of it is good, but most of it's bad. And young kids killing themselves because all the rest of the kids got this and they don't, and they don't feel their self-worth. Uh, a lot of people down their relationship because they're looking at all these fake relationships on social media, but everybody knows you've taken a picture and you smiled and you weren't happy. Everybody knows they've taken a picture <laughs> with something that wasn't theirs or they've taken a picture at a place where they could barely afford to be there and the smile looks really good on Instagram. It's, it's, it's beautiful on Facebook, but, but <laughs> when the camera's gone you know, and, and all the lights and nobody's looking, <laughs> you, you really don't have what you're portraying and we find ourselves wanting what they have when we don't have the ability to deal with that. And somebody looked at me and they said, hey, seven kids, how do you do that? my answer, it it, it all, it kind of changes. And I'm like, you know, God only gave me the ability to do seven kids. Cause that's how many I got. If you only have three or two or one or none, that's your ability. God promised that he would never give you more than you can bear. So when you get to the end of your life, when you, when it's all said and done, and you meet God, you can't walk up to God and say, I was overwhelmed. God looks at you and say, why didn't you do what I called you to do? Why didn't you use the talents I gave you? You can't look at him and say, I was overwhelmed, God. You don't know. I was busy. He said, I only gave you what you could handle. But you turned that into a scandal because you kept looking for what other people had. We fall into the trap of wanting more when we really shouldn't. <laughs> we really shouldn't. When I was younger. I was like, man, I want to be a billionaire. I want to, I was a millionaire cause a million was a lot back then. Like I want to be a millionaire. Now everybody wants to be a billionaire. But do you know that most billionaires suffer from depression? Most billionaires live, live a medicated life. Most billionaires are really lonely. Do you know that most billionaires worry so much about losing what they have because they put all their trust in their money that, that, wait a minute. I'm just looking at the outside. I, I don't have the ability for that. I don't want that. It's, I don't need that. That's not living victory. I said all that and you may still be sitting there like, okay, I got it, but you don't know. I am still missing some stuff. So I wanted to give you an example. And I'm not any type of chef, but what I have here are some ingredients. And if you can imagine with me, We've been talking about the gift that God has given you as life. If you could imagine that this is your life, all these ingredients. You say, how could that be my life? Well, this could be your health. This could be your strength. This could be your job, your marriage, your children, your joy. This could be everything that God is giving you a car, your house, your friends, your 401k. God has given you all that stuff, but it's all individual things. It's just ingredients. It's, but it's your life. This is your life. And most of us, we just walk through life. So joy stays in the corner, our health stays over here. And when things start to disappear, we start to worry. But we didn't use them when they were there. We took it for granted when it was there, but. If you're truly running, if you're truly running and living a life of victory, really can't come and steal your joy because your joy is not by itself. You really can't come and steal your your happiness because it's it's not by itself, it's it's with something else. But if everything stays individual in our life, this is my marriage, this is my job, I don't like this part of my life, i am put that over there then your life is incomplete. But some of us look and we say, what well, we don't have, we're like, man, I don't have, huh. I don't have, man, I wish I had some strawberries. I wish wish I had, wish I had a mixing spoon instead of this old broken down thing right here. I wish, wish I had more. But, But, God doesn't want us to continue to have our life in ingredients. God said I gave you the ingredients so you could put them all together, put my joy in my life, and take my job that I really care for, put that in there. And my, my, my marriage and my kids, and put that in there as well. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Of everything I go through, all of my troubles, put that in, in there, and got some more. Everything left over in our life that we either want, we want to improve, just put that in there. Put that in there. And as we begin to as we begin to work with the life God has given us and the ingredients that God has given us, and we begin to walk through every day. We can begin to run, speed it up, mix it up, use everything that God has given us. We'll find that we can't really come out and take individual things out anymore. The devil can't come and attack my mind because my mind's connected to my joy and joy is connected to my salvation. And now it's all mixed up. It's, it's running together. It's running together. And when you mix it all together, That's when God can really make something with your life. You may be sitting there asking to make anything. Well, God gave you everything that you needed to make what he wanted to make out of you. You may be looking for something else and you may have wanted strawberries in here, but God wanted blueberries. And that's all he wanted because that was the best blueberry ever. Sometimes we go through life and we look at other people. We want what they have. We want their ingredients, but they can't make what you make. They can't even be you. We look at other people and we see their smile, but God gave you all the ingredients of your life, your job, your finances, your money, your troubles, your issues, the pain you've been through. It all belongs in the bowl mixed up because when it goes through the fire. Because when you go into fire, one thing is. One thing is constant about going in the fire. You're going to come out of the fire. And that is the miracle of you living victoriously. The next time you look around and you're like, I don't have what I need. Just know that you have everything you need. Your life's contents is God's perfect ingredients for you. God created you a masterpiece. What are you creating today? What are you creating? Are you working with what God has given you? Don't need any more. At the end of the day, really don't want any more because the stuff God gave me, you think something missing, God can make something perfect. People look at me and, and they ask sometimes, it's like, you're vegan? How do you do that? And I was like, well, um, God gave me this wife and she cooks really well. And there's a biblical principle behind it because it's not the fact that she cooks well, it's the fact that she can cook anything well. And she hates to stop what she's doing to go get something else. I love it, I would be like, what, need milk? Go in the store, bam, I'm out need this? I'll go get it. One, one morning we were having pancakes We're vegan and we didn't have the egg substitute to make the pancakes. And I was like, Hey, I'll go, I know we can't make that without this. I'm gonna go get it. And she said, no, stay home. We don't need it. I'm like, well, how are we going to make pancakes? If we don't have the egg substitute. And she said, we'll find a substitute for the egg substitute. Shocked me because some of her greatest recipes are mess ups. I don't know what she did that morning, but those pancakes were better than all the pancakes she ever made. Like, I don't know what happened, but do that again. Write that down, whatever you put together to substitute the egg substitute, that was good. That should be the main recipe without the egg substitute. I said that to tell you this, God works in the same way. He's creative. You may think you're missing something. God says, what do you have? You may say, I don't have enough. God says you have everything. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't just walk through life waiting for something to happen, waiting for somebody to give you a chance, waiting for somebody to open a door for you. God says you are the door. Open up, begin to move forward. Run, be intentional, get ready. Get excited about what I'm doing through you because you are my masterpiece. If somebody looks at you and tells you that you're broken, you're not good enough, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too dumb, you, whatever they say about you, they're completely wrong. Because God says you're perfect. Through me, you're perfect. Live victory. I don't know. I think I'd rather be on this side than digging up my talent out of the ground. I'd rather God look at me and say, well done, good and faithful servant, than to play it safe. I think we've played it safe for way too long in our walk with God. We've played it safe with our careers. We've played it safe with our children. We've played it safe and we've done what everybody else has done, played it safe. But guess what? To live victory, you gotta be able to stretch a little bit. You gotta be able to do some things that were radical. You see, Master didn't tell them to go and double it. He didn't give them a mandate to go and double it. He just entrusted them with the gift. He just entrusted him. He didn't say, hey, I'm giving you five, bring me 10. I'm giving you two, bring me four. I'm giving you one, bring me two. He didn't say that. He entrusted them. God has entrusted you with your life, with your children, with your home with your marriage with your talent with your voice with your book with your song with your organization your business your dream your vision God trusted you with it he didn't put a mandate on you question is what you're going to do with it will you live victory or will you continue to just let life walk you stop looking at what you don't have focus on what you do have and make the best out of God's ingredients <laughs> I could tell you this you guys are the most amazing thing God ever created how do I know because you're here when you see God's creation there's nothing like it this This world is filled with billions of people, but no two are alike. Even identical twins aren't alike. It's amazing that God gave everybody their own individual ingredients, their own individual talents. Don't hide your talent. Go out. Run with it. Change lives with it. Live victory every single day. And when you get discouraged, because discouragement will come, remind yourself, God died so I can live. Jesus' blood was shed so I could live. He gave me the gift of life and until my gift is over, I am going to use it to the fullest of my ability. Remind yourself, I am better than what people say about me. It's what God says about me and he says about you today, you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are the lender and not the borrower and that everything that you touch, he's going to bless the work of your hands. So if you've lived your life and you got some talents that are in the ground, maybe you got 20 talents and you're only using five. That's 15, God still wants to pull out of you. Maybe you only got two and you're just using one. Okay, God, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna skip. I ain't gonna run, I'm just gonna skip. Don't cheat, God. If he gave you 20 talents, that means you have the ability To use all those talents for his glory. Choose today to live your life victorious. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this word, God. Help us to apply it. Help us to use it, God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you that you are such an amazing God that you trusted us with this life. Help us to live victory in everything we do, everything we say. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. Our prayer is that this word blesses you. Subscribe to our podcast and like us on Facebook and Instagram.